RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Join me at the annual RWJ Barnabas Health Running with the Devils 5K Run and Walk on Sunday, October 24th. For those unable to attend, a virtual running option is also available October 1st through the 24th. 100% of proceeds from the event will be used to support our healthcare heroes in their efforts to protect and build healthier communities. To register today, visit NewJerseyDevils.com slash 5K. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Speak of the Devils podcast brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. As always, I'm Sam Kassan, joined today by Amanda Stein. And Amanda, the training camp for the New Jersey Devils is right around the corner. How excited are you to get things going? And we're and here, more excited Sam. To we're here. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're finally here. The summer's almost over. We're so close. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. Like, when the season ends... You're just like, in a sense, like you're just so relieved because you're exhausted. And then maybe like five days after the season ends, you're like, okay, I'm ready for it to be back. But then you have weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and here we are. We're ready to go. I am. I'm so excited. There's so many things to look forward to. So many new characters, so many new storylines. Um, and honestly, Sam, like I know you're going into your first full season with the team. I actually cannot believe I'm going into my fifth season with it. It's just time just goes so fast. Um, but I'm, can you tell I'm really excited for this? Season I, know, I, can, I can hear your elevation, your voice. Took a tough, I, know. <laughs> no, I know you're excited. And as you said, there's a lot of new faces. One of those new faces, of course, Dougie Hamilton, defenseman signed with New Jersey Devils in the off season. How excited are you to see what he's going to bring to the table this year? Man, I, you know, it, it's interesting because you know what you're going to get from Dougie because he is so reliable in all aspects of his game. So for me, it's almost less about what Dougie can bring himself, but more what he can do for the entire defensive core, how he sort of balances things out, gives the team options um, when it comes to usage of players. That to me is really what I'm looking forward to seeing is Dougie as the anchor to a defense that has this mix of, veteran and also you know a lot of young guys keep in mind that you know ty smith's first year was last year and it wasn't a full year right he hadn't done the 82 games so there's that to me is what i'm most intrigued about to see how his presence his reliability his consistency which is a big word for this coaching staff um sort of anchors the rest of the defense and obviously we're all excited to see him 
And we were even more excited to speak with Dougie Hamilton, who is the guest on today's podcast. We did speak with him a couple of weeks ago before this comes out to air, but obviously it's all very pertinent to the conversation. He's excited to join the Devils, and I know the fans want to hear him and hear what he has to say. So without further ado, let's go to Dougie Hamilton. So first of all, Dougie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We're really excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be a part of it. And let's go back right now to before July, the actual day of free agency hits. What are some of the conversations that you're having with your agent? Do you know which teams are interested? Do you let him know what teams you're interested in talking to? Uh, do you guys get a board of like your priorities and what you're looking to get out of it? Like, how do those conversations go when you make your own battle plan going into free agency? Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't really know what to expect, uh, to be honest. So, um, I mean, spend a lot of time thinking about it throughout the year and everything. And obviously, um, leading up to free agency, I was with Carolina and spent a lot of time thinking about Carolina and everything. So, um, I don't know. It, it just kind of, for me, I was trying to find somewhere where I would be happy. And there's a lot of factors that, uh, go into that. And, um, I put a little, little chart together, try to figure out everything and see what teams would potentially be interested and, um, kind of try to figure out some options and, and all that stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, I didn't know what to expect with free agency and uh, Carolina and everything like that. And, um, just kind of happened to happen pretty quickly. So, um, but I'm, like I said, I, I put my, my options together, put the list together, heard from, uh, heard from Tom and, um, was was very happy so um i think it was a, a pretty easy decision in the end what was that morning like because before because obviously the free agency bell hits at noon so you got a, a frantic morning what did you do to pass the time i mean did you exercise go for a walk go for breakfast like how did you deal with the nerves of maybe your maybe even anxiousness of that morning yeah just uh i mean spent a lot of time like I I'm, was with my family and uh, my brother and stuff. So spent a lot of time with them, uh, worked out that morning and kind of just took it from there. So um, I think that's probably one of the best things to do when you're, when you got stuff going on, just work out and uh, puts everything kind of away a little bit. And um, I don't know, it's just kind of a whirlwind too. It's uh, it's pretty crazy that it's been, already I guess uh like a month or something ago now and um but it was uh went by pretty quick the whole process and um maybe starting to sink in a little bit more now but um I'm sure next week when when I go to New Jersey it's gonna sink in for sure so it's exciting so how about, you know, you're talking about like what you were putting together in your own mind, what you wanted for yourself, um, where you would feel most comfortable, where you think you'll feel most comfortable. Do you also look at rosters? I mean, is that a, a genuine thing that you would look at just to see like, okay, can I fit into this group? You know, is that something that you do? Yeah, I think so. For sure. It's, uh, you want to see the team, the players, uh, knowing them from playing against them and um, trying to picture yourself playing with them. And, um, I definitely looked at, at the roster and the potential of the team. Uh, for me, it's 
I signed seven year deal. So, um, I'm going to be here hopefully for seven years and, um, you got to look at that too. It's not a, a one year thing. And, uh, I saw a lot of potential with, um, the devil's roster and a lot of young guys, a lot of talent, and I think everyone's going to keep getting better. So, um, it's exciting to be a part of that. I know, you know, there are so many people in the organization who have welcomed you, make you feel comfortable, even though you haven't been down to New Jersey yet. Um, is it daunting in a way, though, like putting together all the plans of where you're going to live, what furniture you're going to have? Are you going to bring your car? All those things. But having never actually like seen anything or been here. Yeah, for sure. I think <laughs> exactly. Uh, trying to figure it all out the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's kind of just the way it is, especially with COVID and everything. Nothing's really normal anymore. So uh, just figure it out as I go type of thing. And uh, I've been through um, two trades already. So uh, I have a little bit of kind of knowing what to expect with that kind of stuff. And um, I think it'll make it easier for me going through it the third time. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like picking an apartment without seeing it and, and all that stuff, it's uh, just is what it is. So um, I'm not too worried about it. When you, you know, you've obviously been with a few different teams, as you mentioned, and have moved before. What are the things that you like look for when you enter a new neighborhood? Like, are you looking at coffee shops, restaurants, just like when you have a moment? I know there isn't much time because we're so busy, but what are the things that you like to sort of look for in your neighborhood? Um, I think for me in the past, I've been close to a lot of things. So um, close to the arena or close to restaurants and shops and people walking and, and all that stuff. So um, I talked to people on the team and the guys on the team and staff and everything. And um, I think it was a, an easy decision where to be and where to live. And um, it's exciting too, just looking at the area and Jersey city and, and everything like that. So um, I'm excited to, I think I might've stayed there once. Um, <laughs> once before as a road team, but, uh, I remember that too. So I think that helps and, um, it should be fun to, to get there and explore a little bit. So what are those conversations like now that, you know, you, you said some of your new teammates you've talked to a little bit, have you started to get to know some of the guys, even though it's like at a distance guys are in Europe, guys are in the U S Canada and all that. Have you started, have you entered the group chat is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, not really. Like, <laughs> it's different with guys and uh, just how it works with guys. So um, I'm sure once we we get going and start skating and being together every day, it'll be uh, it'll all start coming together pretty quick. So um, I'm sure everyone's enjoying a, a nice break from each other right now and um, excited to to get back with each other soon. So let's take a step back several years, many years, actually. And talk about your upbringing. You, were you born in St. Catharines or just raised in St. Catharines? I was born in uh, Toronto, actually. Uh, raised there um, till I was in grade 10. So um, grew up in Toronto, um, playing sports and going to school and doing all that stuff. And uh, I moved to St. Catharines uh, like I said, in grade 10, my brother got drafted by the uh, OHL team here in, in Niagara. Um, 
and I decided kind of me and my family we decided to move down here as a family and um I ended up getting drafted by by the Niagara Ice Dogs as well and we were able to to play together me and my brother uh and and live at home and um and my mom's family and and everything is from here as well so she grew up here and uh, I actually got to go to the same high school as her and, and stuff like that so uh we ended up staying here um and made this our kind of our home so uh it's it's cool how it's worked out and it's it's pretty nice was her image then around the high school as a olympian obviously they've got to be proud of uh what she went on to do <laughs> yeah i think she might have been on the wall um i don't really i don't really remember to be honest i think there was an eight by ten somewhere somewhere in the hallways but um definitely a, kind of cool to think about that stuff and um think about where she played basketball in, in that gym and uh, you're going to that same school. So uh, it's definitely cool to, to be able to have that experience. Did you play any other sports? Or was hockey the one you most gravitated to? Like, how did you end up? I mean, I know when you're born in Canada and Ontario, they give you a pair of skates right at the hospital, but you're pretty much guaranteed to, to be playing some hockey, but how did, did, what other sports did you play and how did you end up eventually getting drawn into the world of hockey? Yeah, I don't know. I played pretty much every sport uh, growing up um, in leagues and for school teams and stuff like that. And uh, like you said, in, in Canada, it's pretty much hockey as culture. So uh, I was lucky enough to to go to a lot of Leaf games as a kid and um, sit in the stands and dream about being in their shoes one day. And uh, I think that maybe helped me uh, decide on playing hockey is my my dream just seeing those guys and dreaming about it and watching games on tv all the time and all that stuff so um but like i said i played pretty much every other sport um for school and and all that stuff until about grade nine and then kind of hockey took over and um that was pretty much it from then which of those other sports were you the best at uh I don't oh, there know. has to be one that you like excel that more. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know if I think hockey for sure was more. aside from hockey, yeah. of course. Aside from hockey is what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I it's hard to say. I think like I enjoyed playing soccer, basketball, um, volleyball, softball, kind of those those sports in school, and um played some tennis and golf in the summer and stuff like that. But um I never really got too serious into those other sports. I, I played them for fun and to be with friends and um, kind of that kind of thing. But I always dreamt of being a hockey player and um, kind of that was right from day one. It was hockey. <laughs> Who did you grow up watching? I mean, I you know, you mentioned the Leafs, obviously, as a team makes total sense. But were there other players maybe on other teams that were – players that you watched that were inspiring to you? Yeah, I think, uh, I kind of had a lot of guys. It was, um, kind of my age in Toronto was Matt Sundin was kind of the guy. And, um, for me, I kind of had lots of different guys that I looked up to and, um, Scott Niedermeyer was one of them. That was part of the reason I wore number 27 for, for so long. And, um, he was one of them, uh, Brent Burns kind of, as I got older and, um, and 
like I said, there was a lot of them. Parise, when he was on the Devils, I liked a lot. Um, I didn't really have one guy. I was switched all the time, but uh, Shane Doan and uh, and Ovechkin as well. So um, lots of different guys, like I said. So uh, it's interesting kind of when you think about it looking up to those guys and uh how many different ones there are yeah and how many you've played against in your career right which is probably the weird thing and interesting in that list it's mostly forwards as opposed to defensemen right but like here you are as a defenseman yeah i uh yeah as a kid i I played the defense uh and like i said i like i like defensemen i like scott niedermeyer and um different guys like that but um, there was, I think two years, I, I don't know how old I was, uh, like 13, 14, somewhere around yeah. there. Where, um, I wanted to be a forward and I kind of was slow to hit puberty and I was a little smaller at that time than other guys started growing. I hadn't started growing yet. And, um, I wanted to be a forward and be like those guys. And, um, <laughs> And it was fun for, for a couple of years. I, I enjoyed it. I think it helped my game too. So, um, but then I got to a point where I kind of thought maybe I should try to go back to D and I was probably better at it. And, um, it worked out. It worked, yeah. <laughs> it worked yeah. out in the end. I always look back on it as kind of, it helped me see what forwards do, how they play. And I could relate to them a little more and, um, and work on different things offensively and um, and then go back to defense and kind of incorporate some of that stuff and understand them. And uh, I think it, it helped me in, in the end. There's a small party that still wants to be a forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some still some times in my games where uh, some of the it comes forward- out, it comes out yeah. a little bit. Right? <laughs> I remember when, when uh, the team signed you, I was looking through some photos and a lot of the photos, you're a net front presence. I see on a lot of these pictures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it comes out and uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes not so good. So uh, it's trying to just balance everything. And um, But yeah, there's for sure some times where I still look up to forwards and their skills and, and everything like that for sure. You're talking, you know, a lot about how, you know, these other athletes that you looked up to growing up. And one of the things that I read about you and your family, of course, your parents are both Olympians, is that you guys are very big supporters of the Pan Am Games, where there's a lot of or they're amateur athletes who are doing incredible things. Talk to me a little bit about what the Pan Am Games means to you when you get to see it with your family or just on your own and the respect you have for those types of athletes. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, the amateur athletes, I think, obviously, like you said, my parents were Olympians and they were amateur athletes and um, it's much different. So um, I think for me, I always cheered for Canada and enjoyed Olympic sports and all that stuff because my parents were, it was, I thought, so cool. So um, my, my dad's been involved with kind of like, the panning games, bringing it to Toronto. And, uh, he's working right now on, the Canada summer games, which is kind of more like a youth Olympics type thing with like 16 year old kind of age. Wow. So, um, that's coming to Niagara next summer. So, uh, and it's kind of all those Olympic type sports. So, 
Um, that will be, it's been exciting so far seeing the progress on what they've done, the facilities they've been able to build. And uh, it'll be fun to, to see next summer um, live. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, I've, I've always kind of loved watching the Olympics and cheering for Canada and dreaming about playing for Canada and all that stuff. So um, definitely because of my parents. Is there one sport maybe, you know, that you sort of watch that you really enjoy, whether it's like, like something a little more obscure, like badminton or, you know, beach ball, whatever it is, not that they're obscure, but they're different. Is there one that you're sort of drawn to more to watch Uh, or that you enjoy? (laughs) I think just seeing athletes at their best and I think any sport, I think when you're watching someone, it's, it's fun to watch. So, um, like you said, we were able to go to that, that Pan Am games and I saw track and field. I saw indoor cycling, um, on a velodrome, which many people have never seen. So, um, and that's the we, one where it's like really steep, right? Yeah. Like that, like they're actually biking on like a ridiculous angle. Yeah. It's like, you don't even expect it on TV, but you're sitting there and you look down and it's pretty much straight down. Like they're, <laughs> they're at like 90 degrees biking around. So, um, we saw gymnastics, we saw, um, handball, all different sports, just seeing athletes at their best. It's, uh, it's impressive. I, I always appreciate getting the chance to see other athletes, uh, professional athletes, track and field, football, basketball, everyone. So, um, I enjoy that and seeing them and seeing how good they are and, um, being able to relate in some ways, but respecting them so much. It's, uh, I enjoy that a lot. Speaking of Olympics, have you thought about Beijing at all? Has it entered your mind, the possibility, or you yeah. it comes? Not really, to be honest. I, I mean, I know it's this year, and um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know what's going to happen, so uh, I don't know if there's going to be an Olympics or if I'll be selected even, so um, we'll see. And um, definitely would be a, a pretty special thing to be a part of, for sure. Well, you have obviously represented Canada at World Juniors and you had a chance to play with your brother and win a medal. What was that experience like? Because obviously you played with him your entire life growing up. And I know you know when you're the younger brother, the older brother is the cool older brother. So you kind of fall in their footsteps. But what was it like to share that experience? Whether it was just growing up and being able to share that medal experience. Yeah, I think uh, that might be one of the highlights of, of my life and um, just dreaming of that. Uh, being able to do it together and um, kind of being able to share that and dream about that together. I think uh, to be able to accomplish that and then what we did in the tournament was uh, a lot of fun, obviously Uh, still to this day, it it sucks. We didn't win. Um, Think about that all the time, uh, how close we were, but um, definitely one one of the best moments and times of my life for sure. And of all the things we asked your mother, what obviously you have a lot of paraphernalia, both Olympic athletes, so many things growing up, a huge room of all these accolades and stuff. And she did point to that. I understand it was bronze, but she did point to that medal as being her favorite just because you got to share that moment together. And I guess what's it like being in a family where everyone's so athletic and accomplished in your own right and, you know, and encouraging one another to to excel at your particular sport? Yeah, I think um, obviously pretty lucky. I think for me with good genetics and 
um, having my parents kind of been able to, they've gone through stuff, they've gone through the journey and everything. So I think that's kind of helped me. Uh, they've helped me a lot with all that stuff, but, um, I think definitely a little bit when I was younger, um, you got to kind of live up to them. I mean, your parents are Olympians. My brother was good at hockey. It was always kind of, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to succeed and kind of live up to expectations in a ways. Right. So, um, always thought about that a lot when I was younger, but, um, for sure right now it's, it's cool that looking back on what I've done and obviously want to do way more, but, um, pretty special to, to be able to have all the, all everything have. And was there a moment, I'm always, I'm always curious, was there a moment, whether it was during your youth or maybe in junior where you, you felt you had what it took to make it in the international hockey league? Cause some people they know early on and some people they don't like, they just keep fighting for this goal. But like, was there a moment where you're like, yeah, I've got what it takes to be able to make this jump. Yeah. I'm, I th- not really one moment, but, uh, I think as a kid, I always dreamt of being in the NHL, but I always thought I wasn't going to do anything else. So I don't know if I just always thought I was going to be an NHL player. And obviously you have doubts and stuff when different things happen. And, um, I think maybe though in my draft year at the start of the year, kind of just seeing rankings and, and stuff like that comes out. And, um, that's kind of when I started believing that it, it, this might be possible. So, um, even then though, you you kind of have doubts, you go to camp, you realize where you stand compared to these guys. You, you see all these players and I showed up to camp. I was playing with a partner with Zinino Chara and, um, a little daunting to begin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, sitting there saying, how am I going to play with these guys? Right. So, um, and then, yeah, so it's uh, a year later I was playing with them. So um, it's cool to, to kind of look back on all that stuff. But um, that's kind of when I when I thought it was possible. Well, I just want to ask you, too, what was that first game like? Because I, I feel like you can ask any player. They could be 60 years old, retired for 40 years, but they always remember. And they could tell you the weather outside, the temperature, the crowd, like, puck drop time like they, everybody remembers so much about that first game what was your first game like yeah honestly i don't remember much so um <laughs> you just ruined my whole question you really <laughs> just set that up terribly i know <laughs> really I look, we're gonna have to edit this all out <laughs> yeah i don't know if, for me yeah i don't remember much to be honest i remember little blurbs of different things and i remember my first first preseason game uh when i was 18 and i got one game and um I remember that and my first NHL game, I don't remember much. So, um, it all blurs together. So, uh, was it in Boston? I mean, do you know where it was? Was it in Boston? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it's kind of spotty now, even I think it was in Boston. So, um, it was yeah, just you're failing of, horribly at this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're going to edit all of this up. Poor setting Dougie up here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's there's it's weird too. I talked to some of my friends and um they remember everything about their games and they can tell you the score of different games and what happened and I don't remember any of it. So um kind of just move on from the game and worry about the next one and 
like I said, it all blurs together. So um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, it seems to have worked out so far for you. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. Um, what do you like to do to sort of get away from the game? And I know that that's like a very cliche kind of question, but you know, you have to take a moment to remove yourself from the game, especially during the summer, just to sort of clear yourself of what is always a long season. What do you like to do? Like, are you a reader, a podcast listener going for hikes? Like what's sort of your remedy? Um, I think working out for sure. Um, for me, I, I enjoy working out. Some of those are outside biking and stuff like that, but um, working out and kind of focusing on that and uh, it's different than hockey. You're still improving and yeah. trying to better, but um, you're not playing hockey. So um, I think it's kind of, for me, a break from hockey, but still, still working and working on getting better and, um, that's kind of what I do mostly. So, um, work out and hang out, chill, watch TV, find stuff to do. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm one of those guys that has a, a huge hobby of golfing or fishing or anything like that, but, um, I enjoy working out and, um, relaxing. So I think it's kind of the similar in season type thing where you practice, you go home and you kind of rest and, try not to think about hockey and get ready for the next day. But uh, I kind of keep that routine in the summer a little bit. When you say working out, oh. is it strength ahead, training Sam. working out or? Yeah, everything. What type of workouts do you like? Yeah, I think, I think working out for me is it's rewarding. So um, seeing your body change and get better, doing a little more reps or biking up a hill easier one week compared to the next stuff like that. So. Um, but I enjoy being outside, exploring, seeing nature and um, going to the water and um, spent a lot of, a lot of time this, this summer uh, biking down like this pier by the water and kind of being out there and just so peaceful, peaceful to be by the water. So um, I've enjoyed that for sure. Well, you'll definitely also have that in Jersey City. You definitely have the, the water right there. So you picked a good location, as you had mentioned before. Um, you mentioned TV watching. I have to ask, is there like particular like genre that you like to watch? Or what is like the show that maybe you're watching now when you have the chance, if you do have the chance? Yeah, I think this summer I've mostly watched sports. So uh, that, that's fair with the Olympics. That'll do it. <laughs> like the NBA playoffs and then tennis and uh, the Olympics was pretty much every night watching Olympics. So, uh, right now back into some tennis and, um, during the season, um, a lot of Netflix and stuff like that, um, got into a bunch of shows, but, um, I think the one that kind of I stick with that I really enjoyed was money heist. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but yeah, <laughs> enjoyed that one. Those, those type of shows. So, uh, it's fun. I think fun during the season when guys are watching them at the same time and you're watching them on the plane together and uh, talking about different stuff. So uh, I enjoy, I enjoy that for sure. Now, I'm as a, on, as a Canadian, on, I was going to say I'm only on episode 11 of money heist. So don't say anything oh. further about it. I, I haven't gone through season one yet. Yeah. You're in more episodes to go for this season. You're in for a treat. 
sorry, I'm going to go. I have to ask as a Canadian, as I am as well, watching the Olympics and, you know, you had mentioned just before like track and that being one thing, what were your thoughts on, you know, Andre de Grasse and, and what he did? And I know this might not be interesting to everybody, but watching track, that is such an incredible sport to, to or sports to be watching. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I think, uh, I don't know. And Warner as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Warner was insane. So impressive to see everything he did. And, um, it's just kind of cool to think of Canada and then comparing it to the rest of the world and seeing those guys winning compared to the world and everything. It's, uh, it's so cool. So, um, but seeing those guys and how fast they are and it's, just kind of mind-boggling so uh like like i said i appreciate watching them and like warner and um see how good he is at at every single event and um pretty pretty impressive i would say so uh definitely fun to watch do you have a favorite tennis player uh probably nadal um okay but i like kind of I don't really dislike them. I, I like Federer. I like Djokovic. I like Nadal. And um, now there's kind of a new wave coming, which is uh, exciting as well. But um, what I is it about Nadal that sort of like jumps out to you as like that would be your first response? Um, we went to like a a tournament in Toronto. I, I forget how old we were. We were younger and kind of that was when we were into playing tennis. When I say we, me and my brother, but. Uh, we played a lot of tennis in the summer and uh, went to the this tournament and there's practice courts everywhere. And um, it was Carlos Moya and Nadal. And we didn't know who Nadal was at that time. He was just some young guy. Nobody was watching that court. And these guys were just screaming everything in, in Spanish. Like he, he was hitting balls into the woods and like way out of the crowd. And uh, we were like glued to watching him and how, exciting and fun he was was having so much fun and stuff so uh i think that was kind of right when he started exploding and um but just from there just seeing his passion and um excitement and, and everything it's uh pretty fun to watch what's a what's what about musical tastes is there a song that gets you pumped up to play or a certain genre that you like to listen to when you're relaxing or, or anything in that matter um kind of all over the place uh i would say like top 50 and then in the last couple of years i got into country uh as well so um you said the last couple of years were you not in the country before <laughs> yeah not really i uh i've been to a couple concerts and in the summer and really enjoyed them but um i listened to radio in my car so um, when I got to Carolina, I couldn't find a good station and the, the country station was like the best, best I could find. And I just, from there, I kind of got into it and started liking it and meeting some country singers and, and different things like that. So, um, kind of into that. And then I would say like Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, One Direction. Hey, you're everywhere. You're, you got yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Arkells are a, a Canadian band. I don't know if you guys know them, but um, maybe one of the best concerts. I've They're ever awesome. Seen. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. So 
I'm like, yeah, like you said, I'm pretty much everywhere. I don't know if I'm into like the whole rap and EDM stuff, but um, pretty much everywhere, everywhere else. So when you're on the plane, like when we're traveling, um, this is a question I ask all the guys when we have them on the podcast. What is your sort of, what do you do to pass the time? You know, some guys listen to podcasts, some guys read, some guys just sleep the whole time. What sort of Dougie Hamilton's routine on a road trip, like on the plane? Uh, I usually watch shows and movies on my iPad. Um, just kind of chill mentally and um, take a little break. And um, as you know, with the season and stuff, it's <laughs> you need your little mental breaks and after games and practices and, and all that stuff. So uh, I just talk to the guys around me and uh, watch shows and kind of just chill mentally. And um, that's what I like. Are you a card player? No, I didn't get into that yet. <laughs> that's like, yeah. just curious. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll be on the plane and you'll hear some sort of shout from the back where the guys are. You're like, oh, someone just, you know, laid down the wrong card or something. Uh, so we know it won't be you. Yeah. I'll be in the in the quiet, the quiet section. Exactly. He's going to have his headphones on just watching, you know, the money heist. Well, besides yeah. shows, what about movies? You said you watch movies too. What's some uh, favorite movies that you like? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh pretty much everything that's kind of popular and, and out there. So you more uh, comedy, rom-com <laughs> drama, thriller, horror. Yeah. I don't know. Probably like action. And, um, okay. but I'm not picky. I'm pretty easy going with that stuff. So, uh, I like, I like it all. Okay, as we begin to wind things down here, I, I want to go back to hockey for a second and, go back but also look forward what are you hoping for from yourself this year as you really embark with a new team um that as you said you know you signed a seven-year deal you want to be here for the seven years what you know what are you expecting from yourself uh i don't know i i don't really think about that to be honest really uh i don't really like but necessary like expectations on myself obviously mm-hmm. like I have an expectation for myself and I don't know if that makes sense at all but no it does it does I guess maybe it's just like okay I just want to get there first right you yeah. haven't even been down here yeah I get to know the guys and get used to playing with them and developing with them and um helping the team win and growing and and all that stuff so um I think we we have a lot of potential this year to, to do really well. And um, I want to be part of that and help that and, and all that stuff, but um, just kind of do my best. And uh, I don't think, try not to think too far ahead and just kind of one day at a time and, um, and go from there, but um, definitely expectations, but I don't really have like a set goal or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, exactly. When you go back to your conversations with Tom Fitzgerald, is there something there that still sort of rings in your ear as something that was really important to you that he said in terms of making your decision? Um, not one thing. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think just, just talking to him and hearing what he has to say about everything in the direction and, um, 
you have so much respect for the guys that played and have been yeah. through it. Um, he's kind of, he's had a great career and now seeing him on the other side and um, talking to, to Broder and um, obviously a, a legend uh, who's done it all. So um, to kind of have those guys leading the way and um, they know what it takes to win. Um, they're going to do everything they can and help you and help the team. And uh, I think that's, it's exciting to to have that and, and be a part of that. And, um, and hopefully I can do that. Well, as for me, uh, speaking of excitement, training camps around the corner, how excited are you to get started to get this thing going? Cause obviously you signed a contract and you got to wait and wait and wait through all this. And then you're just waiting to hit the ice and meet the new guys and everything. So how excited are you with training camp right around the corner? Yeah, I would say I'm more excited for the season to start. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited for training camp, but not a training <laughs> camp kind of guy. <laughs> you don't like bag skating? I'm excited for, uh, the games to start, but, but going with that, I'm excited to, to get on the ice with the guys and meet them and, um, start competing with them and, um, against them in practice and, um, enjoying that and, um, trying to work on some chemistry and, and all that stuff. And, um, hopefully we have some time to, to get going and be ready for, for the start of the season. Well, Dougie, I think I speak for both myself and Amanda that we are also excited to meet you in person, get the season going and get some games going. But for now, I guess we'll wrap it up. And we appreciate you taking the time today, taking you know some of your own time out of your schedule to join us on the podcast. So thanks for uh, dealing with us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I already see how, how nice you guys are and uh, everyone I've talked to in the organization. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. We'll have a safe trip down to Jersey. We'll be here waiting. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this? Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, put one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel-burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At PSENG, we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at PSEG.com slash gas safety. So that was Dougie Hamilton. And it may not be surprising considering that both his parents are Olympic athletes. But as you can see, he has an appreciation not for just hockey, but for all sports in general, whether it's tennis, uh, basketball, rowing, obviously, with the influence of his parents. But and, and Amanda, I think that's great when you see these athletes have just such a, an appreciation for other athletes who are selling in their own sport. And I think also just the appreciation for amateur athletes, right, who definitely get their moment when the Olympics come around or uh, the Pan Am Games as well. But to see a guy like Dougie, who plays professionally, who is one of the very fortunate people on this planet who, you know, can play a professional sport and make a very good living to hear him talk about his appreciation for what amateur athletes have to go through, what they do. I mean, it just shows that the, the respect that he has for his fellow people really. And that's the thing that I've really gotten from him is that he's just a very respectful, mindful person of what, you know, what other people do to achieve their own dreams and to get to their own top level, because he's certainly there himself. Oh, and I appreciate the fact that when talking about, I asked him at what point did he think he would 
become a professional athlete or know that he could make the jump. And he said, well, I don't know. I never really thought of anything else. So <laughs> yeah. Right. But you also have ahead. to have that. Exactly. You have to sort of have that mental. I'll tell you like, not that this compares because I am nowhere near the um, Dougie Hamilton of podcasting, but like when I, when I applied to universities out of high school or out of well, what we have in Quebec is called CJEP. I only applied to like one school and one program. And I was like, put, all my money and, and thank God it all worked out. But sometimes you sort of just like have to bet on yourself. Right. And it just seems that that's what Dougie did. And I mean, he's right. As he mentioned, he comes from good genes. So, you know, he, he had a step above the rest of us. Well, well speaking of those genes and following and the footsteps of, his, of his, uh, footsteps of his parents, I know he says he's not thinking about it. He's got to be thinking about the Olympics right around the corner and, and he might not conjecture, but we can certainly conjecture. How cool would it be for him for, for, to have two parents Olympians and then to have a son represent their nation, represent Canada in the Olympics? What a cool story that would be. It really would. And, and it, it would be awesome. And I think he'd be a great addition to Team Canada. So, you know, as a Canadian, I'd be totally happy with Dougie Hamilton <laughs> on, my, on my team. My club team and my um, national team. That That's totally fine by me. And so I think that's a wrap on this edition. Again, training camp right around the corner, ready to get this thing going and get things started. So, Wait, Sam, are you really excited for your first year? I am. Well, I didn't years. ask you. I didn't ask you at the beginning. I feel like, <laughs> oh, maybe we should close things up with me being a little more respectful of my co-host. Oh, no, it's, a, it's OK. Yeah. Uh, excited? I'm very excited. I'm very excited for my first year with the Devils. Yeah, it's 13th year overall, but I think a new group, a new team, especially a younger team, an up and coming team. You know, it's it's an amazing thing because I did go through it with Pittsburgh yep. God, 13 years ago where they were the young team and their up and coming team. Yeah, rode that ride. So it's it's kind of it's really cool to go back to that kind of roots, the foundation where you're seeing it being built and you're seeing and I'll even touch on last year just being part of the Devils organization, even though it was only for half the year. Yeah. Watching those young guys take those little steps and make those little improvements. And, and you know, all these things build and crescendo and it's like all these different rivers coming together to form the ocean. And, and that's what it's wild. I, I, that's I'm it really is. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I'm ex- definitely excited to get and have a normal year, a non COVID year, a locker room nice. year where we can actually talk and meet these guys and learn who they are and tell their stories. And so I'm really excited about all of that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, my pitch was as high as your level. No, I don't think it was, but it's okay. I'll it let it not, fly. But like that's that's as high as I get. There's so a ghost for you, top, right? Yeah, that's the top echelon that I got. But I, I am absolutely excited to to get this year going and and seeing guys like a Dougie Hamilton, a Jonathan Bernier, a Tom, uh, Thomas Tatar, what they're going to bring to the team and, and how much better. And even like yep. the Ty Smiths taking a step, Jack Hughes taking a step, all these guys, Nico Heischer, on and on and on, seeing all these guys improve in their own realm. So. I think it's going to be a great year for the Devils and for Devils fans, too. It's right here. It's right it's here. now. It's here, right a few here. days away. Uh, so the beginning of training camp, a few days, but the end of this podcast is right now. So this has been Speak of the Devils podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. For Sam Kassan, Amanda Stein, our executive producer, Andrew McClain. Have a good time, and we'll catch you next time.